It's a good day to be at church. We are uh, in the second week of our series, Names. And last week, we talked about the name of God, which is Yahweh, uh, I Am. And that is his name. And this week, we're talking about the name that, that describes him, Jehovah Jireh, meaning that the Lord will provide. Uh, it's an important name for us to remember, but the, the, like the concept of the series is the power of this is when we start to stop just saying the names and start to allow these names to change the way we view the world, to change the way we respond. The Lord will provide. If we can get that, maybe the world we live in and the, the way that we're living might start to look different if we really trust for the Lord to provide, amen? And I wanna start off with a little story about provision in my own life. Uh, anybody have like an old beater car? Anybody ever had one? Yeah, I had, we have a car, uh, when me and my wife were youngly married, we, we were broke, let's we'll just say what it is, we were broke, um, and it was our anniversary, and we had just enough money to plan this trip to go to Lake Tahoe and to go to our favorite restaurant that was usually way out of our price range, and, but we had just enough, and we were going to make this anniversary special, so we start to head up that hill, and it's in the middle of summer in July. And we get to the top of that hill, and all of a sudden, my car starts to smoke. Just, you know, chimney out the side. And I pull over, and in this moment, my whole world just seems like, oh no, the day's ruined, everything's broken, and cars are driving by, and I know they're all laughing at me, you know, like, ah ha ha, because um, none of them stopped. <laughs> um, they gotta get to the lake. Um, and so we're sitting there, and the car cools down, and we have to make a decision in that moment. Do we push through? Do we just get to the place where I can get, get us there, and we'll just figure the rest out? And we made the decision, we're going to make the most of today, and we're going to keep trying. And no joke, here's how the rest of our trip went. We would drive a mile. It would overheat. We would pull over and wait 10 minutes. We would drive a mile. It would overheat. And I know there's some car guys in the car, like this guy ruined his car. I get it. It's, yeah. And we would do that. We get all the way, and finally, we get to the auto repair place, and I go in to buy the right stuff to try to fix the car because, you know, it's my anniversary, so I'm trying to prove to my wife I can do this, you know, and I'm pouring liquids in the car, and eventually it gets to the place where the car is able to go for a little bit longer. We still have five miles to the beach we're trying to get to, and eventually we get there. We get to the beach, but here's the, the, the part of the story, is we get to the place that we had planned to go to dinner, and we have spent the money that we had planned to eat on the car. So we're at this place, but there's this beach, and we make our way to the beach, and we just stay there all day. Watch the sunset, watch the waves crash, talk to each other, love each other, and it was in this moment that I realized we had a plan, but God had a different plan. You know, because God's ways are greater than our ways, amen? And I mean, I wouldn't have traded that moment for anything, you know? We can go eat all the time, but how often do we get to just be on a beach watching the sunset, holding each other, and break? it was just this beautiful moment. See, because oftentimes when we think about the provision of God, we have an expectation on how it should look. But the concept for today, the concept for Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, is we have to get to the place where we're okay saying this and believing this. We gotta be okay saying that God is not always gonna give us what we want. 
you know, he's not always gonna give us what we want. He's gonna give us what we need. It's, it's not like there's a checklist where we get to write our list of everything we want and we give it to God and he's like, well, they want this, so I'm gonna give it to them. No, his ways are greater than our ways. He gives us what we need, not always what we want. And we're gonna talk about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide in this context in Genesis 22. We're gonna talk about the story of Abraham and his son Isaac and where we get this name, Jehovah Jireh. And how we get there is God commands uh, Abraham to perform a sacrifice, to worship him, to, to show how much he's reliant on God. And this isn't just a normal sacrifice. God is asking from Abraham the most important thing in his life. God is asking Abraham to sacrifice his son, to, to give his son as a sacrifice to God. So in this moment, God is asking for the very most from him. And a Abraham is a man of God and he says, okay. And he goes and they climb this mountain and they spend three days climbing the mountain. And we're going to dive into some pieces here, but eventually he gets to the top and he gets to the place and the word says that he had the dagger in his hand, ready to sacrifice his son in worship to God. Bold faith. He's in this moment and at the, the, the right moment, God sends a ram. A ram, a, a sheep, a ram. He sends it as the sacrifice to take the place of Abraham's son. In that moment, we see God showing up and providing the sacrifice that was needed so Abraham wouldn't have to go through that. And then in Genesis twenty-two fourteen, after this amazing moment of provision, it says this. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which is the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Yahweh Yireh is what he names the mountain after God provides. How do we get Jehovah Jireh? Yahweh, if you remember, Yahweh in the Hebrew tradition, they had so much reverence for the name Yahweh, the name of God. They wouldn't utter the word. They wouldn't even write it down. So they came up with the name Jehovah. Jehovah meaning Yahweh, meaning that's who he is, that's God. And uh, Jehovah Jireh, Yireh goes Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. And this word means the Lord will provide. And the whole concept of this, you can see Abraham's faith, his worship, his trust in God in the whole thing. In the whole story, even in Genesis 22, 5, we go back a little bit. He's about to go up and sacrifice Isaac, and he says this to them. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. We will worship there. This is the first time we see the word worship used in Scripture. We will worship there. I love that this is the first time we see that because it's tying this idea of worship together with sacrifice. We often, today, we think of when it comes to worship, we think it's just the singing of the songs, saying the right words. Worship comes from a place of sacrifice. When we sing those songs, the reason why we're doing this series is so when we say the words, we'll get to a place of understanding. We are really sacrificing ourselves at the altar of Jesus, saying we trust you, we worship you. It starts with sacrifice, and I love how it ends. 
there, we'll worship there, and then we will come right back. Now, wait a second. He says, we will come right back. We, we know why he's going up to the mountain. He's going up to the mountain to sacrifice his son. Why? We will be right back. Most theologians, and I agree with this, believe that Abraham trusted God to provide. He, knew, he had all the faith in the world to go through with what needed to be done. He had all the faith to go through with this act, but he had so much faith that God would provide. If it wasn't the ram, he had faith that God would provide in raising his son from the grave. He trusted in God to provide. One, because it, God, there was a promise on his son, and God doesn't break promises. God, God is not a promise breaker. When God makes a promise, it is true 100%. So he's, he's holding on to this promise, like, yes, God, you're calling me to do this, but I trust that you'll be true to your word. And you've heard this story. You know the prophecy and the promise, right? Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's go praise the Lord. Right foot, left hand. Okay. Uh, um. Thank you, thank you. See, the, the key is that there was a promise, so he's... he's trusting God. He, he has the faith that God will not break his word. What promises in our life do we have to hold on to, to trust in God? When he says something, what promises does he give us today that he's going to provide, that we can rely on? We're going to jump into some of them here. First one is this. We can trust the promise of his provision in our salvation. That, that we can trust the promise of our salvation being that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice that is atoning of everything that you have done once you've accepted him into your life and asked forgiveness for your sins. Your salvation is a promise from God and his son Jesus. I mean, and there's, it's kind of crazy. This piece of scripture, kind of really deep here because we're in the Old Testament in Genesis and then we're talking about salvation with Jesus in the New Testament. You're like, Shane, that's a little bit of a, a jump here, but do you know that in this story that where, the, where Abraham and Isaac are going to perform this act of sacrifice, they're going, it's a mountain called Moriah. And Moriah is the location of modern day Jerusalem. So you have this mountain that Abraham is taking his son up to sacrifice as an act of worship. God provides a ram as a sacrifice instead of his son on the same location where Jesus went and took our place, became the sacrificial lamb for us. I mean, the similarities are very interesting. I mean, both, uh, both Abraham's son and Jesus were loved by their fathers. Both offered themselves willingly. Oftentimes when we read the story of Abraham and Isaac, we think of him as this young boy who was being taken by his father to this place. Most people, theologians and scholars, believe that he was above the age of 30. He knew what was happening. 
He knew where he was going. He's offered himself willingly to partake with his father in this act of worship. Both, they both carried wood up a hill to their own sacrifice. If you read the story, Isaac carries branches to his own sacrifice. Jesus carries a cross. Both were sacrificed in the same location, their same area, and both were delivered from death on the third day. Isaac being delivered by God sending a ram and Jesus being delivered by conquering the grave and conquering sin and death forever. It's pretty cool, huh? See, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, as we read this story of Abraham, we get to see the plan of God working. He's showing us what he's gonna do for us in Jesus. He's, he's, he's painting a picture for us. And it's important for us to remember that this sacrifice of Jesus, this promise that we have in Jesus of our salvation is something that we never should become bored with. I, I ask myself all the time, do I, do I let this miracle of salvation, this miracle of what Jesus has done for me, is, in my life, do I give it the credit that it deserves as a miracle? Or is it just something that's become something I say, it's lost its power, the salvation gospel message of Jesus is the greatest message ever told. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. And I'm sure if I asked you in this room who stepped in that, uh, that line of faith, you would say it's the greatest thing in your life as well. But sometimes we forget how powerful it is. When I look back in my life and I look at where I was 15 years ago and what Christ set me free from, the fact that I am standing on this stage talking about Jesus to you still blows my mind. Because I knew where I was. That, that promise of salvation is something we should just never be, huh? We should be in awe every time we think about it. Amen? Other promises that we can hold on to when it comes to God that he promises us when it comes to his provision is he promises us provision. He promises us this. In Psalms 23, one through four, it says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. He gives me all that I need. When it comes to his provision, he gives me all that I need. And I love that it says he gives me all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. It's painting this picture of that if we're gonna trust in God's provision, if we're gonna trust in Jehovah Jireh, that we really believe the Lord will provide, we have to be willing to be like a sheep to a shepherd when it comes to this. I don't know if anybody was raised in a farm or been around animals a lot, but do you know that sheep aren't very smart? They're, they're probably some of the dumbest animals in the world. I'm sorry if there's any sheep farmers in here. I'm sure they have great hearts. It, it, it blows my mind all the time that oftentimes in scripture, us as the Christians are compared to sheep. Do you get the message there? We're compared to sheep, needing of a shepherd. You know, sometimes when I watch sheep, I'm like, what are they doing? I wonder if God does the same thing. Like, what are they doing? Why aren't they following me? 
because we need to be like a sheep to a shepherd. Here's some characteristics that we can take from a sheep when it comes to our relationship with the shepherd. A sheep trusts the shepherd. A sheep trusts the shepherd. He doesn't question when the shepherd says, don't do this or don't do that. They've learned, he's learned to trust this shepherd. If we're gonna trust in the provision of Jehovah Jireh, we have to get to the place where we really trust his will over ours. We have to trust him. A sheep submits to the shepherd. Submits. It's like a four-letter word in our culture. Um, Submitting, bowing down to God, saying, I trust you. I submit to you. I know that your ways are greater than my ways, God. So when it comes to your provision, I'm going to submit to what you give me, not just what I wanted. And a sheep allows the shepherd to lead. A sheep allows the shepherd to lead. You don't see a lot of sheep in the field, you know, turning around and telling the shepherd how he should lead. They can't even talk. No, the sheep just follows the shepherd. Now, when it comes to our life and the shepherd, if we're honest, how many times are we trying to tell God how he should lead? Even in our prayer life, God, move like this. God, answer like this. God, do this. God, do that. Are we praying prayers where we are in our prayer life, we are allowing him to lead, we're trusting him, we're submitting to him. We have to ask ourselves, do we really trust him to provide? Do we really trust him to provide? Do we really trust him to lead? We all have, in our life, we get to this place where we get to kind of like a four-way stop. Like when we get to a four-way stop, those are great, aren't they? You know, there's a bunch of interactions that come. Like every time I get to a four-way stop, I like look over to the guy. I'm like, you, me, uh? And by the time I'm done talking to this person, that one car's, and then I, now I'm at last in line again. But in our life, we get to this place of like these spiritual four-way stops, and we have to make a decision, left, straight, right, stay. And there's all these voices speaking to us. We have, we have our friends and our family telling us what we should do. We have the world telling us what we should do and what the standards we should live by. We have the enemy telling us that, well, how we should respond and the fear and the anxiety that comes with this decision. And then we have God, the shepherd, Jehovah Jireh, trying to direct us the right way but how often are we listening to him? How often are we trusting him? If we're honest, there's more, more than likely we often trust the other voices first. We listen to them first. We need to get to the place where we trust the shepherd, amen? Number three, we can, pr- he, uh, we can trust his promise of protection. It says this in this uh, Psalm, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me. Your rod and your staff protect us. He will provide protection for us. And there's a thousand ways he protects us, but just a couple here. He he protects us from lies. That we have the ability to, to dive into his word, to get the truth. to to get an understanding of what reality is and how the world really should operate and who we should be listening to. He protects us from lies all the time. Psalms 119 says, let me walk in your ways. It's saying that, that let me walk in your ways, God, not believing the lies. He gives us protection from lies. He protects our eternity. As we talked about salvation, he protects our eternity with the Holy Spirit being the seal of our salvation. That your salvation, I don't even know if you know this, your salvation cannot be stolen from you. 
It can't be taken away from you. Your salvation is sealed by the Holy Spirit. He, he promises us that protection that it can't be taken from us, and that's good news, amen? And he promises that protect us with wisdom. He gives us wisdom. And the truth is, the closer we are to him, the closer we are in relationship with him, the more godly wisdom we have in our life. That's there to protect us. I mean, has anybody ever been in this stage of life, and I've been there a lot of times where I find myself looking back, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have made a different decision. Man, I wish I would have made a different decision. And oftentimes when I evaluate that season, I made that decision in a time where I wasn't as close to God as I should have been. But I find myself, the more close I am to the Father, the more close I am to Jehovah Jireh, the provider, I find myself walking in his wisdom more. You know, it's like a a father or a mother to a child. I don't know about your kids, but if my kids were away from me for longer than two hours, I don't know if they'd make it. Like, I don't know. But when they're with me, I'm able to give them wisdom on what is the right decision, what's the wrong decision. Don't touch that. Don't, don't walk that way. Stay away. God does the same thing for us. And the last thing we're gonna talk about today that we can trust him to provide. When we submit our lives to him, when we, we really trust him, the last thing we can trust him to provide is peace. Peace. Peace, what a concept, right? The world we live in, does peace even seem possible? Peace. I mean, it says this in the end of the Psalms. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Comfort me. Being that comfort, that peace in my life. I mean, all the time, when I'm talking to people who are far from the church and, and, or in the church or straight away from the church, all the time I get this question, Shane, why aren't you freaking out? Because the world we live in, Shane, it's hard to understand. There's so much stuff going on. Why aren't you stressing? Why aren't you freaking out? Because it's easy for me. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. I'm not making light of how hard our world is. I'm not making light of of how much is going on and how much hardship and brokenness. What I'm trying to bring light to is Jehovah Jireh. That no matter what the world looks like, he will provide. It's, It's not like he's up in heaven, like waiting, like what's gonna happen next? What, is God's not surprised by what's going on? He's not wondering what's gonna happen based on this decision or this decision. He knows. I mean, even his word tells us that over and over again, governments, kings, leadership, people have had to try to stop the movement of the gospel, but over and over again, Jehovah Jireh has provided, and the church is still alive today, and it's still moving today, and people are still finding grace and love in the name of Jesus. He's not surprised. His word, his name, 
Jehovah Jireh, he will provide, he can provide us peace even in the midst of the struggle, as long as we trust him, amen? As long as we submit to him. Let me wrap up my story about my Jeep. So we're at the beach and we just had this amazing time. Like I said, God's ways are always greater than our ways. And we had a great anniversary, and, but there's still, if we're honest, there was still that part of me in the back of my head was like, I really wish we could have eaten at that restaurant. You know, we were thinking about it, talking about it. And all of a sudden, this lady who had been sitting next to us the whole day turns to us, hands us cash that was more than enough that we needed to eat at that restaurant and says, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just feel like God is calling me to bless you. And we got to eat at that restaurant and I ordered the fanciest thing on the menu. It might not always make sense. It might not always look the way you want it to look, but Jehovah Jireh, he's got your church. He's walking you through it. He's got a plan. He hasn't forgotten you. He's still with you, amen? Would you all stand with me? We're gonna sing this song, Jehovah Jireh, again. Now that we've learned this song and we've learned what it means, then we sing these words, God, you will provide. We trust you. I hope we sing it in a different way, acknowledging that he will provide. We trust you with the outcome, God. Jehovah Jireh. Let's sing this together. Yes, you are Jireh. You are the moon. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah, you are Jireh. You are the moon. Jehovah Jireh, that you will provide. We trust in you. No matter what we're facing, and I know that there's some of us in here facing some hard stuff, you are enough. Help us get to that place where we believe that. Help us get to the place where that's not just words, but it's the cry of our heart. 
we worship you. Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh. We worship you. Your holy name. Amen.